Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, respected listeners, elders, and beloved ones. Alhamdulillah, only Allah Ta'ala's mercy, all praises are due to Him, the most beneficent, the most merciful, and we send the rule and salutations upon our beloved Nabiya Kareem Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Alhamdulillah, the topic I have chosen is regarding a Sahabi, and the reason we speak about Sahaba radiallahu anh is that the Sahaba were the chosen and selected ones by Allah Ta'ala to be the companions of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And we take lessons from their lives that this deen of Islam was brought to us through their efforts, through their striving for this deen of Islam to reach us. So today we will be speaking about a, a, a famous Sahabi, Abu Zar radiallahu anh. His name was Jundub bin Junada. It is mentioned in the narrations regarding him that he was thin, he was tall, he was weakish in complexion, and he had a very thick beard. And before Islam, like every Sahabi, before Islam he had a history, he was a highway robber. It was mentioned that he was very brave, he was courageous, and he, was, he, wasn't, he shouldn't move in a group and rob people, but rather he should be a single robber. And he, should, he was very good at single combat, that he should attack on foot, should attack on horse, horseback. And it is mentioned that he believed in Allah Ta'ala as he started to change his life. He believed in Allah Ta'ala before the Nabuwat of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And that about approximately three years before Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam became the Nabi of Allah. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned in a hadith that he testifies to the truthfulness of Abu Dhar radiallahu an. Nabi Sallallahu words, I quote, is, The sky has not shaded and the earth has not carried a person more truthful than Abu Dhar radiallahu an. So my beloved brothers, people mention, why does the ulama only speak about this? He's speaking about different Sahaba or mentioning about the Sahaba. And a very famous incident that happened, some say it happened in the UK, some say it happened in America, where a teacher was asking, a non-Muslim teacher was asking a grade R or a play school children, who they, what do they want to become when they grow older? And so each child said, I want to become a doctor, a lawyer, a firefighter, a policeman. So this Muslim youngster, he said, I want to become a Sahabi. And this teacher was asking him, what is a Sahabi? So he says, no, my mother knows. Every, every night she decides to me a story, an incident regarding a Sahabi. So if you would like to know more, ask my, my mother. So the teacher takes it forward and asks the, the parents, the mother, what is a Sahabi? Your child thinks you want to become a Sahabi. So after the, the mother explains to the teacher, it had such an effect on this child, on the teacher, that the teacher accepted Islam through the efforts of one child as a parent, we need to bring into our lives, into the lives of our children, teaching them about Sahaba radiallahu anh, teaching them about the character of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is mentioned in a hadith by Isa bin Umayyad regarding the kindness of two neighbors by Abu Zar radiallahu anh. The Sahabi Isa mentions that a person had seen Abu Zar radiallahu anh milking his goat regularly. Every day after he milks his goat, he will take the milk he will first give it to his neighbors to, to have. And thereafter, he will give it to any guest that we're visiting. And whatever remains, that's what he, would, he will consume. And sometimes, the Sahabi mentioned that sometimes I would see that there was not even a drop left for him. So this other Buzar, that he will have this kindness, fulfilling the sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, having kindness towards one neighbor and to look after and honoring the guest. So in Hadith, Nabi where Abu Dhar narrates where he says that my beloved uses the word 
my beloved Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the character of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was that every Sahabi felt that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was beloved to him. That Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam took them, gave them such attention that they thought that they were the most beloved to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So in this hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave seven instructions, seven commandments to Abu Zar radiallahu anhu. And we will look at these seven commandments. The first one being to love the poor and to remain close to them. That the poor, we should give charity to them. Allah is sending them to our door. We should be merciful to them. Give them. We give them and Allah will give us. We should not be harsh and hard on them. Yes, they, they come over and over and over. But like that, we go over and over to our Rabb, to Allah. And he keeps giving us and giving us. Even though we disobey Him, we keep giving us. So like that, we should remain close to them. We should not shun them. We should not chase them away. The second one, to look at those who are lower than us, lower than me in worldly wealth, and not to look at those who are higher than me. So we learn from this is that we should look to those who are below us in worldly wealth and make shukr from Allah Ta'ala for whatever he has given us, and not look at those who are higher in wealth, in worldly status, and then have envy and jealousy come in our hearts. The third one is to join family ties even though they have turned their backs on you. So my beloved brothers, this is very rife in our community and it is extremely sad that we see that brothers are not talking to brothers, father is not talking to son or talking to their child. Families are broken for petty, petty, worldly things, worldly items, worldly disagreements, my beloved brothers. Nabi Sallallahu said, the person is cursed if you do not speak to your brother for three days. So we should not break family ties. We should join family ties, mend family ties. And with this COVID-19, so, we've seen so many, and we know of so many people who have come and gone, who have passed away so suddenly, young and old. And the sad reality is so many have passed away and have not left world behind and has caused such great breaking of the family home because now everyone is fighting over money, over money over wealth. So my beloved brothers, we should, as, as parents, if each one wants to become Bali, we should take that effort and make a will irrespective and have it as a Sharia compliant will where we do not be fulfilled according to how Allah Ta'ala has commanded in the Quran, how a will should be done. The fourth instruction was, he instructed me to never ask anyone for anything. So my beloved brothers, before we have whatever our difficulty, whatever our need, we must first ask Allah Ta'ala our Rabb, He is the all-giving and the all-knowing. He will help us before we ask anyone in this dunya. The first one, to speak the truth even though it may be better. My beloved brothers, yes, the truth might be better, it might be hurtful, but it is the truth and we should not hide. My beloved brothers, we should do our utmost to speak the truth. Someone comes to us, we seeing our fellow brother, our fellow sister, or anyone close to us, we should go, we should not feel shy. Speak to them, but speak to them with hikmah, with wisdom, with softly, with a soft heart, and encouraging them that I've seen such and such. Finally, let's see how we can correct it. And if someone comes to you and tells you that the bitter truth, that you are doing something wrong, or that your child is doing wrong, do not fight with them, do not scream at them, do not tell them, no, that is my child, I give him, let him do as he wishes. No, my beloved brothers, our children are our forerunners, and if we do not keep them on Siratul Mustaqim, we don't keep them on the deen, then when we leave this world, who will be left behind that will continue sending good deeds for us? Our children, our investment in our akhirah. So we should look 
after our children spend that effort, the sixth instruction is to not allow any person's rebuke to prevent me from preventing the orders of Allah Ta'ala. So my beloved brothers, you are coming closer to Allah Ta'ala, you are making some change, you are growing your beard, you are changing your clothes, you are coming for salah, whatever good deed you might be doing, fulfilling the command of Allah Ta'ala, and someone is rebuking you, saying now you are holy moly, you're trying to be a fancy fancy, whatever it might be. But my beloved brothers, do not let them rebuke, let their rebuke be a means of stopping you from coming closer to Allah Ta'ala. My beloved brothers, let you not be like that, that uh, Muslim who invited Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi to his home. Nabi Sallallahu invited him to the deen and said, I will not eat till you, you listen to my message and you come on to my message. And he accepted. And when he went back to his friends, this Muslim, his friends told him, they refused to talk to him. He said, go from here. You're not from amongst us. So he said, what did I do? He said, you accepted the message of Muhammad. Peace be upon him. So you are not from amongst us. So he said, no, no, he was my guest. I just fulfilled the rights of the guest. So he said that that is the case. His friend told him, go to Muhammad now and put in his face, Na'udhu So he, falling for the peer pressure or the rebuke of his friend, he went and he did this, Na'udhu Billah, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He is cursed and he will be amongst of those in the fire of Jahannam and he will be regretting, why did I listen to my friend? Why did I fall for this rebuke? But now I am everlasting hell, punishment. So my beloved brothers, we should not fall for people's rebuke. And the seventh one is to recite La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah in abundance as these words are from beneath the treasures of the throne of Allah Ta'ala. My beloved brothers, these seven instructions, let us try to bring it into our lives. Let us try to fulfill the command of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that he had given to Abu Dhar and Abu Dhar has brought it to us to bring it into our lives so that we could attain that everlasting Jannah. Sa'id bin Atta narrates from his father that once I saw Abu Dhar performing salah while only wearing a lower garment. And I asked him, the father asked, do you have no other clothing that you are performing salah with one piece of cloth? So Abu Dhar replies, if I had another sheet, I would have put it on. So the father says, but just the other day I seen you with two pieces of cloth. Abu Dhar replies that I had seen someone in more need for it than me, so I gave it to him. So this is Abu Dhar looking out for the poor, seeing someone in need and giving his clothing. Jafar bin Burqan narrates that Ghalib bin Abdul Rahman met a man who mentioned that if all the items of the home of Abu Dhar had to be put together, that this shawl would be more valuable to all compared to all those items in the house of Abu Dhar. It is mentioned that if you had to take everything in the house of Abu Dhar it would not even make up to the value of two dirham, two gold coins. In the life of Abu Dhar, the history of his accepting Islam, Ibn Abbas narrates that Abu Dhar upon hearing that there was a, a person proclaiming to be the final Nabi, he sent his brother to Nabi to Makkah to find, find out more information. When his brother came back, and his brother came with very not clear information, so Abu Dhar went on his own, and he spent three days looking for Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and he did not come across Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. At the end of every day, Ali, Ali Radiallahu Anhu took him home, seeing that he's a guest, fed him, but he did not speak. And on the final day, he says, what have you come here for? And Abu Dhar tells him, I have come looking for this Nabi, this person who has proclaimed that he is the final messenger, 
So Ali radiallahu anhu takes him to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He listens to the message. <coughs> and thereafter he recites, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells him, go home and propagate to your people <coughs> before he goes. He first goes in front of the Kaaba and he testifies his shahadat allowed in front of the Meccans. It is mentioned by Ibn Abbas that the Meccans pounced on him and they beat him. And Ibn Abbas had to intercede and save him. But this was that josh and that fever that he had, that love, that now I must proclaim it, that let everyone know it, that I have become a Muslim. And Abu Dhar, on his final moments, before he left this world, it was just himself, his wife, and his slave. And he gave instructions to his wife that after I pass away, perform my ghusl, form my kafan, and then take my body and to the roadside. And the caravan passing, request them to perform my janazah. So the first, the wife and the slave fulfill the command. After Ibn Abu Dhar has passed away, they bring him, they perform his ghusl, perform his kafan, they bring his body to the roadside, and they wait for the first caravan. And the first caravan to pass, and to stop is none other than Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu. And it is mentioned, they mentioned to him that this is the Sahabi of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he has passed away, we have performed his ghusl, his kafan. And the Sahabi is Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu. It is mentioned that Abdullah bin Mas'ud started to weep. And he says that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has spoken the truth. And he mentioned that the narration is that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told to Abu Dhar, oh Abu Dhar, you came walking alone, you, have, you will pass away alone, and you will be resurrected on the day of Qiyamah alone. So my beloved brothers, we take lessons from the life of Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu, how we can take these lessons and bring it into our lives, and let, this, let us take this, and make this intention that when we go home tonight, from tonight, that we will sit with our children, we will sit with our families, and read a story of the every night to bring this blessing to our home, to our children, to ourselves, to how, how the deen of Islam came to us and how we can take from the good character. Zakallah khayyuf, akhiru da'wana, alhamdulillahi rabbil alam.